I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Can you say the letter C? Welcome back. This week's episode, CC Hunt Files, got a spicy one for you with a spicy guy. Looking forward to this one. Uh, man, guy had a killer freaking year. We're going to dive into it, so I'm excited about it. But um, give you a quick rundown on, um, yeah, the wheels that make the wagon go on this podcast, Grizzly Coolers. That code WCB should still be good to go. Black Ovis, WCB10. Um, be on the lookout for Black Ovis. They got some new stuff coming out in january and i believe early february as far as clothing wise keep an eye out on that as always novix tree stands been living out of my uh hang and hunt setup really hoping for cold and snow so i can actually use that thing to its full capabilities and potentially uh get a buck put on the ground we'll see what happens maybe the luck of the podcast will spin around from uh, our guest today and, and rub on me a little bit and i can close out like he did with his season uh, we'll get to that here in a little bit and then last but not least, our main man, best teeth and hair on the mountain and the planet, Devin Leonard, Hunter's Box Club. He's got some dope-ass shirts, um, designs and whatnot that's going to be coming in these uh, next couple boxes, so make sure you get signed up for that. I believe it's still twenty nine ninety nine. First box ships free to your door. With that being said, the man of the hour, the killer himself, this guy just swung for the fences and hit a fucking home run every time he went out, I felt like, this year. Chris J. What's up, brother? How are we doing, bud? Yeah, we're doing good, man. We're doing good. I'm uh, I'm hoping to either learn something or just so much luck comes out of your mouth and flows into my ears and, and it just rubs off on me and I just go out and smoke one after this. That's really, truly what I'm I, – I mean, I do like you. You're an all right guy, but I'm really just hoping that the, the, the your, your fucking lucky rabbit foot will jump over into my earbuds and dive right into my mic and then I can eat it and go with it. That's that's kind of why I decided to have you on here towards the end of my season. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't blame I don't blame you whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what I did what I did to the deer gods that uh, allowed them to uh, have let me have the season that I had. But uh, yeah, I I I, I hope uh, everybody has that same that same luck that I had. Man, oh man, no doubt. You just absolutely crushed it, man. And I want to dive right into it. But first, uh, yeah, just give people the rundown, man. For those of you, you know, for those listening that, that don't know you, just give us a quick rundown. I mean, you know, you're family guy and, and got a ton of stuff going on. Give us just a breakdown, or a breakdown, sorry, of, uh, yeah, what all you've got going on with, with the life and kiddos and wife and everything. And, and then we'll dive right into your season, man. I'm, uh, I'm stoked to get into it. You, you got a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, Chris Jay. Live here in uh, Central Illinois. Um, got uh, married. Got uh, twin, almost six year olds now. Um, 
hunt and fish and everything and uh as, as much as i can with them getting them out more and more but uh yeah mostly mostly whitetails here in illinois and you know over the last 20 years or so mostly bow hunting and uh yeah just so happens that this year i said something was somebody's looking down on me or something over this year because i was able to take both uh two biggest whitetails or uh archery whitetails that i've taken in uh the same season so pretty incredible yeah absolutely i mean i got to uh got to spend some time with you there last year a couple different times and and you know we got to drink some beer and do some bullshitting and i know you had a big year planned for 2022 um can't say that you actually described it was going to be as badass as what it was for you. But, hey, you know what? You you were anticipating a really good year with great bucks. And, man, I'm just going to let you take over and, and give us a rundown from start to finish because I feel like between shed season and, and trail cams and, and food plot, you know, just the, the, the whole deal, it just seemed like everything fell into place and you, you had a great game plan. And, man, I just want you to run us down through through kind of the history of these bucks and, and the whole deal because it really is, um, you know, it, it's hard to kill a good buck, um, let alone your biggest archery buck, and then to kill another what would be biggest archery. I mean, that's yeah, like you said, stars aligned. And, I mean, I, I know you put in a ton of work and ton of effort. And um, persistence, patience, and perseverance usually will equal a little bit of luck. And, and, you know, you're a guy that follows the three Ps. And, I mean, hey, man, when when the luck was on your side, you capitalized and made, you know, killing shots and, and got bucks on the ground. And, yeah, dude, I'm stoked to hear about it. I, uh, I actually didn't listen to – any episodes that you've done recently, because I know you've talked about your first buck a little bit, and I'm like, man, I don't even want to listen to him because I want to have him on, and, and I want to just be fresh and be able to be like, okay, I know nothing, so just run through it, man. I'm uh, I'm pumped, dude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I. <clears throat> so this year, this year was going to be a different year for me. I uh, I've been hunting the same piece of property, um, uh, some ground that my dad and I leased for over 20 years now. And, uh, it's a real, it's a, usually a good early season spot and then rut spot. And, and then after that, it's, you know, about no man's land. Um, we've been lucky over the last few years, um, to kind of, um, pick and choose what we've been, you know, the deer we've been targeting and everything buck wise and stuff. And my dad gets out there and is able to hunt out there a lot. So he's usually the one that, that normally capitalizes over the last, uh, five or six years probably on um, being able to get uh our basically what would be our target bucks out there um but uh the um the first deer that i killed this year um we had him he was a homebody deer last year and he's got a real distinct rack so last year he was a he was a nine pointer but his his rack in the front crossed in the front he didn't have so his tip to tip spread was nothing and, uh, so he was one of those deer, he was a younger deer last year and he was just everywhere. I don't, I, I think I saw him four or five times. I know my dad saw him a ton while he was out there hunting and everything, but there were, we were chasing, um, a deer that my dad ended up killing. That was mid one fifties, 10. Uh, we chased him for most of, uh, most of the early season and then into, into November before dad caught up with him. And, uh, and then, uh, I was off, um, by that time I ended up killing, um, a different buck and was bucked out, um, in November last year. But, uh, this year <clears throat> that deer was 
a nobody. Like didn't we hadn't seen him. We run we run a bunch of cell cameras trying to figure out what's going to be out there every year. Um, we actually had uh, there was going to be two other bucks that uh, we were hoping were going to stick around after Velvet Shed, and uh, neither one of them did. They took off, but in their place, uh, this ended up being an eleven pointer um, showed back up two weeks before deer season. And he had a buddy that's, that's a big 10 pointer. That's actually probably bigger than him. Um, and those two were running around together up till, I mean, days before the season, daylighting all over, all over our, our place. And, uh, I had podcast with Kurt the day before, day before bow season. And, uh, that, that, that morning he daylighted at like eight o'clock in the morning, right in front of my, one of my trail cameras. And, stood there for five minutes just giving you every single angle of his rack and everything else and I was like oh. I'm like opening morning my dad and I have always we always go out opening morning just as a family tradition I told Kurt I'm like man he does that tomorrow he's gonna be in trouble and uh first first light opening morning the very first deer that I see is that buck and he's working his way down to me and I was like You've got to be kidding me. There's no way. And uh, I thought he was going to work away from me. And I was just honestly glad to see a deer that morning. It was nice and cool, but and I expected to see something. But you kind of get that first deer out of the way, and it's like, okay, now now, now we've got it. Now it's deer season. And uh, he ended up turning and walking right down this creek right to me at 20 yards. And uh, stopped him, shot, one of those things. I've got a bad habit of second guessing everything as soon as I shoot and uh I shot uh shot him and immediately, you know, start to text chain and call my dad and, and he's across the woods and he's like, Why are you calling me right now? I'm like, I just shot him. I shot the I shot that eleven pointer and he's like, No way. And uh we ended up uh the arrow the arrow look it made it from the sound of the shot and, and everything in my mind. I thought that maybe I had hit him in the shoulder, um, ended up, uh, I had hit him perfect. It was just, um, I was at a steep angle on him and, uh, I hit opposite side shoulder and the arrow had kind of bounced back out and, uh, the the deer, I heard the deer run off and crash, but as thick as it was in the early season, I couldn't see where he was at. And, uh, we were able to, uh, give him some time and, and go up there and he hadn't, he hadn't ran a hundred yards and he was piled up on the side of the hill. And, uh, um, the, that was a heck of a memory, but the best memory of the whole thing is, uh, I called my wife that morning and said, uh, to go ahead and get headed that direction with my twins. And, uh, she was able to come out there, bring my twins. My sister lives 10 minutes from, from where we hunt at. She was able to bring my little nephew out. And, uh, so we kind of, we were able to take everybody out there and kind of, and kind of follow the blood trail and stuff and have the twins find the deer. And, and my nephew, the first time he'd been around, uh, a deer or anything. And, uh, the smile on, on my dad's face and my face and everything. I don't think you couldn't have smacked it off with anything. I mean, that was, that was worth as much as the deer that was on the ground. The kids want kids wanting to, you know, touch him and pet him and play with him and, you know, sit on top of him. And I mean, that was, that was priceless. So 
It was it was a uh, heck of a morning. Definitely a heck of a morning. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's nothing nothing better than that. I got to experience with Easton's buck this year. You know, me and Keaton and um, you know, my dad and buddies and and their mom um, and you know his his brothers and and you know just just aunts and uncles and and there was like hell twelve of us there. So yeah, like when you were describing that, I was like. Flipping back to like Easton's first buck this year and just like how cool it is to get everybody together. And yeah, there's, there's nothing better than that. I mean, that's like you said, that's worth the pictures I have are, are worth, you know, more than anything, you know, the mount, the, the, the buck. I mean, yeah, those memories and photos are, that's where it's at, man. And I remember when you posted that buck and the photos and things, it was just so cool to see that. And I remember thinking, Gosh, you know, I hope I get to have like those photos with like the boys and like Easton's buck. Like that was like the only thing on my mind this year was just hopefully like get him on a, his first buck, you know, and, and that was like my main my main goal. I even said if I don't kill shit this year, which I'm doing a hell of a good job of doing that. Um but Easton <laughs> <laughs> but if Easton kills a buck, I'll be stoked. So yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. Um that uh that buck, how far was the shot on that on that that opening morning buck, Chris? That's man, uh, opening 20, morning. Fuck, 20, 20 yards. Oh gosh, God, you can't beat that. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things. Um, we had there's a tree that fell down, and this there's a there's this little grassway that they always walk through, and uh, there's a tree that fell down um, over the over the winter last year, and it had been funnel. It actually funnels them close to that stand, and I was like, I was like, boy. He could have been uh, if he would have held held down the same trail that he started down. He would have been thirty five or forty yards and been in brush, and I wouldn't have been able to get a shot at him. But with that tree with that tree down, it funneled him in to where he had to, he had to walk within twenty yards of me if he wanted to come that direction. So that was about uh, as good as you could have planned it, especially for opening morning and everything else. And I'm with I, I'm with you too. I mean, our I had told my wife and my dad and everything. I'm, I mean, my goal over the last couple of years, for whatever reason, it seems like most of the deer that I've killed or and, and everything, they've all been evening hunts. And I've had a couple in the mornings and stuff, but it was just it had never worked out to where I was able to take the kids out there with me and and be and and have them experience it with me. So for to have that open having on opening morning, it was just I mean, I couldn't have drawn it up any better. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially 20 yards too. I mean, fuck man, that's like, you know, I mean, I know you practice a lot and, and really have honed your shooting skills and really pay close attention to, you know, everything as far as kind of nerding out on archery. You and I get to talking about that all the time whenever we do see each other and, and you know, um, it, it, 20 yards seems like a chip shot, but when you got, you know, a, a mega in front of you, I mean, it's uh, a 20, I mean, hell, I remember my biggest buck uh, extra. Yeah, you know, he's 191, and that deer comes in at 18 yards, and I was, I had the adrenaline pumping so bad. Um, it was opening night of our bow season in 2016, and I remember trying to keep the pin on him and thinking, "Fuck, dude, you're gonna have to let down, like, and just completely right. restart this whole program." And I yep. still think people to this day don't believe me, but I mean, I waited for him to go back to making hitting a scrape that he was on and let down and i was like okay you know this deer's at 18 20 yard like all right dude let's regroup here and let's let's fucking put the pin where it needs to be and get this buck killed and like people think you know oh my god 20 yards like i mean hell you, you know you, you shoot it 100 plus all the time and i'm like yeah you're right <laughs> but you put a big deer and i mean opening morning opening night like you haven't even really got to see like that was like the third exactly. deer i had seen 
the whole season, like, tw- you know, right. an hour into it. So, I mean, it's right. nuts. Like, in your mind, what's running through your mind when you look up and, and you know – Right off the rip, first morning, here he comes. I mean, you had to almost be like, holy fuck. Yeah, and I mean, anybody that deer hunts knows that first hunt of the year, even that first week or so, it is such a cluster anyway. Like, I walking in, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I don't have my head. Like, That's cool. Get to the tree stand. I'm like, well, I hope I have everything. And it's just, you know, <laughs> I got in there. I got in there a little, you know, try to get in there, in there a little early because it's like, yep. this is going to be an absolute you know, disaster. It, it always seems to be that way. Ah, headlamps, and, uh, headlamps. Who needs the, who needs those? If you take a stick oh, to the yeah. eye, it's, Hey, it's fine. Pussy wipe it off. You're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I put a stick in my eye whenever I was about, I was about 12. I'm like, yep. From then on, I've always had a headlamp. I'm like, cause that, that was uh, not something that I ever want to have to do again. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've got buddies still to this day that like are totally against, a headlamp and actually it's a pet peeve of mine guys are like oh man i don't want to wear a light deer will see you i'm like you don't think that deer can see you without the fucking headlamp like they're they're a night creature they're, like they're yeah, they're built their to job. yeah like yeah. whether you've got a red light a green light that's the other thing you used to, i used to always laugh about oh if you got a green light man you gotta have a green light they can't see you really Really? Are you uh, yeah. are you sure about that? Because the last fucking time I checked, uh, they can see me without a light, let alone the light. So realistically, I'm going to use the light. So like you said, I don't poke myself in the eye uh, and go right. blind uh, and I can get up in my tree and, and do all the shit that I got to do. Because like you said, the first hunt, you're like, what side of my pack is my bow rope and where's my oh, bow yes. hanging? I mean, it's like Absolutely. you said, it's a giant cluster and, and you're you're just yeah. – you're antsy because you're like, okay, first deer comes in. Like, where's it going to come in at? Like, you know, you're just, you're not like in a groove yet. Like I always kind of, and it's even worse, like out West. Like I almost dread my first couple days of Western hunting because it's like my lungs and legs aren't used to it yet. And then you're like, okay, you know, uh, you're trying to figure out like your spotter again, you know, just all this shit that you're trying to figure out. So, so yeah, I mean, I totally like Turkey season, your Turkey vest. You're like, where's my slates? Where's the, you know, it's always that first hunt's kind of a total pain in the ass, but like, it's just hundred percent, you know, but now that, uh, that buck, I mean, what was he coming? I'm sure he was probably going from, I'm guessing feed back to bed. You know, you caught him transitioning. Like what was kind of the layout? Like give us a rundown on like, okay, what, what actually got that buck killed that morning? Like what was he actually doing? Like to jump into his brain, like what was he trying to accomplish? And obviously you snuck in and ran one through him before he got to his final destination. Right. So it's funny. I had, the way this property lays out, um, it's more of a, it's kind of a big funnel. Um, there's a, there's a couple pieces of, uh, little, little chunks of timber on it that we don't ever go into that we kind of use as like a, almost a bedding area or like their home, their home area. Um, and then my dad and I kind of just try to catch him going in between a couple other properties basically. And, uh, they, they, they seem to bed off to the east of us most of the most of the time probably 80 percent of the time they come from the east and they'll, they'll work through our property and then end up going into the neighboring and uh we don't have uh we don't we're not able to put any food plots or anything on this property so it's all ag around us anyway which which is which is fine especially early season before they get a lot of the crops out 
and our farmer our farmer around us he doesn't usually work the fields until real late in the season which helps out as well but uh that morning he actually ended up walking he walked right in front of one of my cell cameras that morning and i i didn't have it set um to send me pictures until like fake noon that day or something and he had walked he had walked i i had gotten in the stand i don't know probably 45 minutes before shooting light and he walked in front of that camera, which is about 200 yards away, uh, about 15 minutes later. And it took him, it took him almost a half an hour to make it 200 yards, basically through grass fields. And, uh, he was the, what I think he was doing, um, that morning is he was following, he was following what would be a little creek that runs through our property down. And he probably would have worked out into the standing corn. And then off into uh, one of the neighboring properties that doesn't get hunted or anything, and they can bed. They bed in, these, in some fingers over there a lot. And uh, I assume that he probably would have been working down through there, and then jumped into that finger through the, or through the uh, standing corn. And then from there, he could head off. Um, we do have some neighboring properties that do have some big food plots and stuff uh, down away from us, and uh, they're normally the places that do hold a lot of, a lot of deer and everything until uh you get those wanderers and stuff during the rut things like that that they'll uh um, they'll come up through us for some of the you know home homewood does that are that are around there or even some of the younger bucks that kind of get frisky and and everything will uh will catch those coming up through there later on in the season um but yeah he was coming down there was actually a doe with him that morning and he was actually in front of her, which was interesting. Um, and uh, he was leading the way, and she was just happy to just kind of stay behind and kind of watch him. And even after I shot him, she kind of stood there and was like, hmm, I don't know what kind of what to do now. And then she she finally you know, made her way off. Um, but, yeah, that morning, that morning, I mean, he, he literally, he got himself killed. He walked 200 yards um, or more with the wind at his back at that point. Um, the wind was, the wind was straight in my face as he was coming towards me and he was walking with the wind at his back, basically towards food, um, or, or the, uh, bedding area that, that would have been, uh, probably four or 500 yards away from there. Um, so it's kind of one of those things that all these, you watch deer and everybody says, you know, the deer walk with the wind in their face, with the wind in their face always and things like that. And some of those deer, just depending on habitat, on uh, lay, lay of the land and things. I mean, they don't have, they don't have an option if they're trying to make it, make it from point A to point B and still want to stay in, you know, in some sort of cover. And, uh, that morning it, uh, it got him. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny you bring that up um, about deer because as far as, oh, they always walk with the wind to their back. You know, it. I don't know. I'm just going to kind of be brutally honest here and, and throw this out. But it's a pet peeve of mine, and and maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, and, and I'm going to ask you. But I hate when, and I hate's a strong word, but I really hate when we try to like, oh, this buck's for sure going to do this. Deer always do that. Well, they're good. And I'm like, what in the fuck? Like last time I checked and, and maybe I, and I mean, Hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll, I'll be the first to stand up and say, I am not always right. Um, lots of times I'm definitely not right. But I mean, deer elk 
antelope, beavers, fucking a muskrat, squirrels, whatever. The last time I checked, they can do whatever the hell they want to do. I mean, truthfully. Um, and I feel like some bucks will get cocky and kind of lazy the more dominant they get. And it's almost like a confidence thing. It's kind of like um, the big bastard at the bar that's already won 20 bar fights. And then he uh, yep. he ends up walking into the dude that catches him off guard and hits him first instead of him pounding everybody. This little this little bastard over here that weighs 160 pounds throws a fucking straight right right to the side of his jaw and knocks him out. And it's like he does, he has no clue what even took place. And I, and I feel like that's almost like too confident, too cocky, n- not keeping his guard up. And I mean, I, I've had, I've had more than one big buck die because they did just like what you said. Like they literally yeah. walked themselves right into getting killed. Like they actually, they actually read the plan better than I had it laid out. And and like you said, like you, you described it perfect. He actually walked in and got himself killed. Like, you know, um, I don't think every big buck is always going to do this or do that. I think they're all different. I think they all have, you know, oh. a, a very different personalities and they're just like people. But I, I it's funny because, you know, you'll get people that will absolutely – disagree with you know all big bucks do this all does do this uh that's only a doe bedding area over there that's only a buck bedding area over here and i'm like where in the fuck is the sign that says hey only does can bed in this thick yeah. only like I, I don't know i just yeah. and i've been guilty over the years of of getting myself um caught up in these ruts where i'm like this buck has to do that and you're like Wait a minute, Clint. Like, well, hold the yep. fuck on. This buck doesn't have to. It's like I got to reel myself back in. Like, wait a minute, dude. This buck doesn't fucking have to do anything. Realistically, like they can do whatever the hell they want. So, like, do you do you find I'm, I'm guessing you're probably just because the way you're, you're kind of responding, like I'm guessing you're shaking your head like you agree with me that that <laughs> we as hunters oh, yeah. like to oh, yeah. try to almost like. Well, if I put my stand here, I'm going to kill him here no matter what. It's like, yeah. nah, not really, dude. I mean, you might hunt yeah. there a thousand times, and if that deer decides he's not going to walk through there, guess what? You're not going to kill him there. Oh, 100%. 100%. At the end of the day, these are wild animals. They can yeah. do whatever the hell they want. And, I, and it, I, to a point, as those deer, I mean, early season, I, I, I do feel like there's probably, I mean, they let their guard down. Especially if you're in an area where, you know, they have some years on them and stuff. Those deer are smart. I mean, they're used to seeing people. They're used to knowing, okay, well, I mean, after the crops come out or whatever, it seems like there's more people in the woods or there's, you know, I mean, these deer, these deer are used to seeing people, especially around the Midwest and, and, and stuff, because there's so much pressure. There's so many people around that hunt them and things. And whenever they have, less when they have more area to, to move around in and things like that they're going to take more chances and stuff because they can it's not they have more cover to move around through things like that after you know that same that's well the next morning after i shot that buck the other big buck daylighted at nine o'clock again walking with the wind at his back walking through the center of our timber i'm like okay well these deer and then after that that buck was a ghost. We had, he was only nighttime. He was only, we only had, we have a handful of pictures of him and everything after that. And he's walking every other time. 
he's walking with the wind in his face and it's at midnight. It's at 1.30 a.m. It's, you know, it's one of those things. Those deer, once they, once they get bumped or once they, especially the older deer, once they get bumped or they, you know, catch a scent of somebody, of somebody, a lot of times it's, they may smarten up and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, now it's time to, you know, kind of hunker back down and, and get my shit together so I don't get popped out here. Or, Hey, I remember, you know, this smell from last year, kind of a thing that I need to, you know, make sure that I'm watching, watching out and stuff until, you know, the does come in heat and then they get stupid again. But I, I definitely feel like you can't, you can't say, Oh, Hey, yeah, this is definitely going to kill the deer right here. If you, if, I mean, if it was that easy, everybody every year would go out and shoot a booner. I mean, they would be like, oh, yep, I'm going to go kill this deer this year, and I'm going to set him up set up because he should come by this stand. Yeah, he might, but it may be during the nighttime the entire year, and you're never going to get a shot at him. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I, I, I think we're all guilty of falling in this, and, like, when I hear guys do, well, all big bucks do this, all does, I'm like, oh, God, I'm like, fuck, man, like – you need you need to drink four yeah you need to drink four or five bush lights reevaluate how you're thinking and then come back with a new game plan because like it, you know it's like saying uh fucking Michael Jordan always goes left he always goes left yeah okay yeah. let me know how that works out for you let me because once he realizes you're leaning left knowing he's going to go left and then he goes right i mean it's just how that yep. shit you know what i mean like there there is no yeah. rule and regulation to uh you know uh to to anything like that i mean it, it's just yeah it's it's not like you said it's not that easy what uh what did before i forget what's that first buck that the opening morning buck what did he end up scoring like what was some of his measurements because i mean he was just a beautiful my god was he pretty buck jesus yeah yeah he's uh the coolest thing about him um he's three quarters of an inch from tip to tip and gosh and that's crazy he, i'm trying to think i'm yeah. trying to like like i've seen the picture and and i'm going to post your photos so everyone can see yeah. you know throughout the week um you know to promote the episode and stuff but yeah in my head i'm just i'm god that's insane how long were those beams yeah. uh i think they had uh 23 inch beams on him yep uh, and then he's got i mean he's got great time length g2s g3s oh yeah uh, i think right around 10 inches on 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 them um he's got a crab claw on the one side that's uh, almost three inches long um like i said he's just he's just one of those deer even last year he had pretty good time length and everything he was just you know spent more spindly and everything and i said this year he just you know he probably blew up I, i've got his shed from last year um and it's funny he how tight that he that he had uh, wrapped around and everything like that. I didn't get a chance to kind of compare him before I went and dropped him off at uh, at Old Barn, but uh, it'll be interesting when I do get him back to see you know kind of the jump that he had made from one year to to the next. Yeah, absolutely. What what did he end up what what did he end up grossing? Because nets are for fish, um, and we don't give a hell about yeah. fishing on this podcast. So, hundred <laughs> percent agree with you on that one. Yeah, he's uh, like one fifty three and change is what I what I taped him out at. And yeah, just a stud, and and he looks like he he is bigger than that. Like like his frame and how he looks. Like I mean, that's a stud for, for a score, but like he he is a bigger looking deer than what. You hear 153, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a really good buck. But, like, he is a big-looking 153, if that makes sense. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. He'd uh, just the way he's built. He just, yeah. Just, just just the way he's built and his time length and everything makes him look. Yeah. He's very like framey and everything for sure. Like you said. But uh, yeah, I was I was unbelievably unbelievably pumped with him. Now at the time that was your that so so that this that would have been what your biggest archery buck then right there right. with that buck. Okay, yep, that's what I thought. That's yep. what I thought. Yep. Yeah, I uh about three years ago I told the wife um when we were in our previous house, I said, uh, I'm not gonna get another buck mounted um until um uh, and, and I've mostly been archery hunting for the last, you know, four or five years, um, for bucks and things like that. But um, I said, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna put another buck on the wall unless it's over 150 gross. And like you said, nets are for fish. And, and, uh, I killed one, I don't know, three years ago, I think that, uh, he's 147 and change, but he's got a broken brow time. That was, that was every bit of three, I mean, three or more inches. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I even told her, I said, I'm not gonna do it. I'm like, I, I said, one, I'm one of those people, like, if I say I'm gonna, right. like, this is, this is the line in the sand kind yep. of a thing. No, that's cool, man. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, well, it's funny. I don't know what episode it was, but one of the episodes I said, yeah, man, like, what's the gross on that? I forget if it was, I was talking about a bull or a buck or a mule deer. I don't know, but I said, yeah, what's the gross score? I don't give a fuck about net. You know, nets are for fishing, and, and this ain't a freaking fishing podcast. And I had a guy, and I I won't say who, but I had a guy message me, and he's like, what the hell you got against fishing? And I'm like, well, man, I'm like, oh, I'm God. just saying, like, fucking <laughs> net score is, is in my opinion, it's it's idiotic. Like, I'm not a, you know, all the yeah. way – I've never had any animal officially scored. I just – it's just not my thing. I, I don't I, – you know, I've had other people – score them and i've had um guys that you know our official scores score them but i never paid or i don't have any registered it's just not my thing you know like i'm all about hey how many inches is here and that's that's what i care about i don't give a a hell about rat's ass about deductions and that shit's all at all that net stuff that's for fishing and like i said this isn't a fishing podcast so i don't care and this guy was like Man, what do you got against fishing? I'm like, dude, like you're you're fucking you're, you're taking this way 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 wrong. Like like I, I like yeah. I love fishing and the boys love to fit. Like I'm just yeah. saying, I don't give a rat's ass about net score. That's that it's and and I don't think I've ever actually told that story on the podcast until right now. But it, it just it made me think of that. Oh yeah, this guy was like jumping down my throat. Like you're a writer and you're this and you're that and you're not supporting the outdoors and fishing. I'm like, bud. You know, fucking relax. That's all I said. I'm yeah, just saying, hey, like net score. Uh, yeah, calm, calm down, Skippy. Like I don't need you. Yeah. I don't need you coming and blowing my fucking house up because I you think I don't like fishing. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's a stud buck, great buck. Um, you know, you get over that 145, 150 mark with a white tail. I don't give a shit how big, how many points, how heavy. Like you start getting into that 150 up. I mean, it it just it takes a lot of whitetail antler to hit 150. And I think that gets thrown around all the time. Oh, he's a 150. He's got to be a 150. Man, the amount of one, oh, yeah. the amount of quote unquote 150s that I've walked up on that are actually 125 to 135. And guys are like, oh, I would have yeah. swore that deer's a 150. I'm like, you fucking realize how big 150 is? Like 150? Yeah. I mean, and it's I know. A world. Well, in today's world, there's so many companies and guys that are consistently killing 180 to 200 inch deer that I almost think people 
forget how fucking big 150 really truly is for just the average guy or for, um, you know, you're not hunting thousands of acres, you know, you're not, I mean, it's, it's different if you got 3000 acres in Iowa and you can manage and, and you can, you know, I mean, yes. Okay. You're, you're going to have more, um, you're going to have deer that are probably a lot of deer that are over 150. So maybe a 150 is not exactly what you call big anymore, but for the average person, for most people deer hunting, 150 is a once in a lifetime buck for a fuckload of people. I mean, and oh, yeah. I think we've almost forgotten that. Like, 150's big. I agree. I mean, right now, I would give my right testicle and my left leg for a six and a half, seven and a half year old 150 to start showing up. I would fucking <laughs> jump for joy for a mature buck. Um, I've yeah. got I've got some young bucks right now that I'm I just absolutely will not kill. That would be pushing 150, but they're three and a half, four and a half, and I'm just not going to kill them. But for a mature buck right. right now to be 150, oh, watch how fast I'd let the air out of that sucker, man, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. That's the thing. I've even I've told my wife and everything. I'm like, I'm like this isn't normal. I, I know, and I've I've hunted. God bless her. She she's she's let me hunt a ton. And I know some guys are like, oh, you know, your life lets you hunt. And I'm like, you know, having twins and, yeah. and everything. And my wife works works hard and everything. Like, yeah, she lets me go hunt and everything because yep. I'm like, we we've got a lot. We got a lot going on with kids and work oh, and everything yeah. else. And so over the last few years, I mean, I really haven't hunted nearly as much as I did before we had kids and everything else. And, and, and to be honest, I didn't have the success that I had even like, even now when, when I hunted my, my butt off because I wasn't paying attention to, you know, the wind as much or pressures and, and, and things like that. And I was hunting more just because it's like, Oh, I can get out. I'm going to go ahead and hunt. And, and probably honestly doing more harm than good at that point. But I mean, you get, uh, you get a chance at 150 and you damn sure better be, uh, and, and you're able to get to, you know, kill them and everything. You damn sure better be grateful for that. So, because it doesn't happen every year. No, absolutely. You're hundred percent right. Especially a, a solid mature buck, you know, that, that hits the 150 mark plus. And, and like you said, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, what you and your wife have going on as far as, you know, you guys being able to work together to where you're, you're both still pulling, you know, workloads when it comes to the kids and, and at home, but yet, you know, she's great with you hunting. Hey, Everybody knows our slogan. Can't kill big That's bucks right. if your wife sucks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hey. That's right. I mean, there might be something to why I've never been married. I don't know. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But no, no. But uh, absolutely, though, man. It's, um, you know, that's – there's more that goes into killing big deer, especially consistently trying to kill big deer, especially if you're a family guy and you got kids. And, you know, I mean, like for me, I mean, you know, the, the boy's mom and I, I mean, we, we, you know, we co-parent together so good and, and my family, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm able to rely on people when I need them, you know, when a buck's daylighting and I'm like, Oh, I got to hunt this deer hard for a week. Like, you know, if I need someone to pick up the boys or me and their mom have to like, you know, maybe tweak our schedule a little bit, like, I mean, I give right. all the credit in the world to the girlfriends, the wives, the the ex-wives, the quote-unquote baby mamas, whatever you want to call the situation that, you know, work with, you know, with the guy or vice versa. Maybe it's the guy that has to work with the wife because she's the one that's doing all the hunting and that's her thing. You know, oh, how, yeah. however it shakes out, like that's important, man. And that that's a um, 
that's something that you've got to have, especially with kids involved, is that you got to have kind of a home unit uh, and a, a base plan with everybody that can kind of help you because it's pretty rough to try to, quote unquote, do all that on your own. It's almost damn near impossible to, to be a dad, you know, um, and work and run a household and try to hunt big bucks. I mean, that's to just go out and be like, nope, I don't need help. Fuck it. I'll do it myself. Yeah, good luck. Let me know how that works out for you. Yeah, yeah, something's got to give. Yeah, no. That's for sure. Absolutely. So, all right, so opening morning, you freaking shoot a slammer. You spend the rest of your day drinking bush apples or, or whatever your your drink of choice was. Your fucking life is great. Now, okay, now what? Where are we at now? I mean, Jesus, opening morning, you go out, shoot a freaking slammer, and, I mean, it's like, okay, well, what's next? Like, maybe I'll take up, what, racquetball? Or, I mean, like, what are you, you going to do now? Yeah, yeah. After that, uh, I mean, I did uh... – I did kind of chill out. Um, it was funny um, that, like I said, like I, I said, that next morning, um, dad, my dad jokingly said, he's like, oh, we're going to go out tomorrow morning. I was like, yeah. I'm like, I probably, you know, going to go home and have one too many bush lights tonight and uh, probably not going to go deer hunting in the morning. Um, and then that other big buck, like I said, he ended up daylighting that next morning. And boy, that would have been, that would have been a heck of a uh, um, short, deer season for us over here in Illinois that can have two bucks. But um I did uh I, I did tone things back from, you know, the normal plans of trying to hit hard whenever we had we had really good weather that early October and everything and there was and my trail cameras were blowing up that first week of October. There was, you know, deer running all over the place. There was two or three different mornings that I thought would have been out some of the some of the bigger deer that I had on camera were walking right in front of my tree stands um, but uh, I, I did tone it back a little bit um, I honestly this year I got unbelievably lucky I picked up a, another piece of property to hunt um, that's a touch closer to home but in the opposite direction from where I, I normally hunt at um, and uh, was able to uh, get permission to hunt it in September um, so not knowing not having any history on the property or anything, um, I kind of went out and just bombed a handful of uh, trail cameras out there trying to um, figure out where the deer are, where they're moving through at, um, through a couple quick tree stands up just for some um, observational hunts and, and things like that whenever I could get out there. Um, was able to get out there a handful of times, and I killed uh, – killed two does out there in my first three sits i was like because the farm that was one of the big things that the farmer said he wanted to try to, he wanted somebody to come in and kill deer and i was like well i can damn sure try to get that taken care of for you so killed two big does on the first couple sits for him and uh there was a there was two deer that i had on trail camera down there that i that i thought were you know going to be the deer that i was going to be going after um, there was a big nine pointer and then, um, when did what ended up being the buck that I killed? Um, I, I thought that it was, uh, it, it was only, they were only one buck when I first get started getting pictures of them. They looked pretty similar. Um, and then I got, um, a real good picture of this buck that I ended up calling Captain Hook. He's got a hook point off of, uh, one of his brow tines and everything. And I just had a picture of him one night and he actually, and my trail cameras and everything, one light. So whenever, when he looked at any of the trail cameras, uh, one of his eyes was kind of hazed over 
almost like he was, you know, had been had been hurt or uh, got poked in the eye at some point or, I don't know, cataract, whatever. But it, it almost looked like he couldn't see very well out of that one eye. Um, so, yeah, I had started calling him Captain Hook, but he uh, um, he was just a homebody deer. Every three or four days I would get pictures of him. Um, he daylighted, I think, two times on my trail cameras um, in October, um, cool mornings. And then uh, I had, you know, kind of just been like laying back, kind of biding my time, waiting for waiting for the conditions to be right. Um, he kind of disappeared for a little bit, and then he started chilling back up again. And right at the end of October, um, he got on a hot doe and was chasing this doe around this one area all night long. And uh, I went in there because I hadn't hunted that specific area yet. I just thrown a camera out there. And uh, I ended up going in there and setting up um, about that same time. I, I decided it would be a good idea to get a saddle. And uh, my very first time, you know, I I did uh, look at a couple videos and everything and decided to go up one stick um, at our local archery range and shoot a little bit. So I wasn't completely inept whenever I went out there hanging it for the first time in the dark. But uh went out there and hunted it for the first time and I got a I got a glimpse of him chasing the doe around but they he ran onto the neighboring property um and disappeared with her for a few days and um we had uh we had some stuff going on where I couldn't hunt over the next few days I think um great time of course during basically the first of November and it could kind of warmed up a little bit there anyway um I'm uh, I'm one where I, I always save a few days usually a handful of days for um, the rut in order to uh, pick and choose the days to go in and all day sit. Um, so I kind of picked out the second week of November based on the temperature and stuff. Um, I I set a couple days and didn't really see. I passed on a couple deer that um, in normal years, there's probably a good chance I probably would have shot. Um, but I ended up passing on them. And uh, then November 11th came around. November 10th that night I got pictures of that of that buck chasing this doe all around that same area again and uh I ended up going in there that next morning and uh I took uh I took my um echo in there that I've got my little my Novix echo and I'm like I'm gonna try all day set and like took you know the kitchen sink in there so I've got everything I need I'm gonna I'm gonna try her out see what I can see what I can do and uh go in there and get set up and it's basically a you know just buck parade little buck after little buck um i think i saw seven different bucks that morning but mostly just real young young bucks running around and i knew that that hot doe had been in there and he'd been chasing around the night before um and then uh i i ended up that night i had to i had to leave because my kids had a basketball game that night and uh I knew I had till probably about four o'clock and then I was gonna have to head back home. And uh it was getting pretty close to lunchtime, twelve o'clock, and uh I look up and I see this this tree just moving back and forth like three foot. And I was like, Whoa. And uh I throw up the do- throw up the binoculars and I that, that buck has a uh um like I said he had that hook point on his base and that's the first thing that I saw was him rubbing that tree and I could see just a wall of tines and I could see that hook, that hook point. I was like, Oh my God, there he is. And he's at, he's at a hundred yards just destroying this tree. 
and uh, I'm looking at watching that. I'm like, okay, well, you know, you know, time it's time to get serious. Make sure you got you know the bow ready. Stand up, face the direction, have everything you know, have everything right where you want it to be at. So I don't have to move if he comes in here. And uh, about ten minutes later, he runs this doe at Mach ten by right by me at thirty yards. And that continued for two hours. They're running, running around through this, through this thick, uh, um, autumn olive bushes and everything. And he's, he's running through past me and he's got half of a bush stuck in his antler. And then he'd get her, he'd get her pinned down and he'd lay down right next to her and he'd lay down for a little bit. Well, then here would come a little buck and he'd stand up and he'd run that little buck off. And then the doe would get up and he'd have to go chase her back down again. And it was wild. It was like what you dream about during the rut is to have, you know, a, a buck, have a hot doe in your area, have a big bucks to sit in there, him just chasing her around all out in front of you where you can see the whole thing. And they were within, they were within 60 yards of me for an hour and a half and bedded down. And finally she started to work, just slowly kind of feed her way towards me. And I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be my chance. She's going to, she's going to get in here to where she's finally close enough and she'd come out into opening and she was about 35 yards and, uh, he was just slowly working his way towards her. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be it. This is going to be my shot. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. On average, it takes about 30 days for a person to break their New Year's resolution. So if saving money was on your 2024 list, your odds aren't looking that great. Luckily, I have a 100% guaranteed way to save you money this year. Just switch to Mint Mobile. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash WCB. That's mintmobile.com slash WCB. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash WCB. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Well, about that time, here comes this little six-pointer that had been in there three or four times already. He comes up, goes up to her, and he just goes, he just comes flying at that buck. And the buck runs off. He he runs him off about 100 yards or so, then comes back around. Well, the buck circled behind me, the, the little buck did, and that big buck was, I'm sure, mad. And 
he comes out and, and stands in the open quarter to me at about 35 yards. And uh, I'm looking at him, and I've got, you know, release on the string, and I'm, you know, hey, this is going to happen. And he, he grunts two or three times real loud and then just starts slowly walking right towards the base of my tree. And I was like, oh, no. I'm like, he's going to be right here. And he walks into 15 yards and stops just hard quartered to me. And I had already, I drew back whenever, as he started to walk in and, uh, he's just locked on that buck. That's 15 yards behind me probably. And, uh, he's out there and he's quartered to me and he grunts at him and then just slowly starts to turn. And as he starts to turn, I'm like, okay, this is going to be my shot. As soon as he gets, as soon as he starts to quarter to quarter away, I'm going to shoot. And, uh, he's slowly turning and right as I shot, I, I thought everything was good, but I, I hear that just smack of bone. And I was like, like, what, what, what happened? Yeah. How, how, how could I have <clears throat> messed that up? And, uh, now you're at the, I, Oh fuck moment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, the adrenaline is just, you know, Un, uncontrollable at that point and uh, he had actually ran past uh, one of my cell cams when he ran off he probably ran off 60 70 yards and stopped and he and when he as he was running off he's you know front shoulders wide out his his i thought his his butt was going to go out from underneath him because i was like man i just i 12 ranked him that's exactly where i wanted to shoot everything else as he ran off, he jumped, he, he ran past one of my cell cams and, uh, then, then, uh, went up and stopped and I watched him for 15 minutes. He just stood there. What is, what, what are you, what are you doing? Like you should be dead right now. And then I look and that doe, she was, she walks through that autumn olive right towards him. He stood there for 15 minutes and then chases that doe off. And, and I watched him, I watched him run 150 yards chasing her off and nothing. And I was like, you've got to be, you've got to be shitting me. Like what, how, what happened? And, uh, when he walked, when he ran past my cell cam, I got a picture of him jumping, which is just unreal. He jumped past it and you could see the, my arrow full length, which I've got, you know, 31 inch draw length and run, you know, 30 inches. 30 inch arrow length you can see basically the whole length of the arrow sticking out of him and uh um he ended up running off i went and looked for blood there was a little a few bubbles in in the blood and everything um and uh but i'm like okay i I watched him run off i'm gonna give him some time and then i'm gonna go you know search through that area and i went through there no blood no more blood after 60 yards i backed out I'm like, okay, I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him, uh, overnight. That, that next day we actually had something going on and I couldn't go out there the next morning and it was, but it was freezing cold. I'm talking, you know, 30, 30 and under with like a 20 mile an hour wind. I'm like, okay, even if something were to happen and, and he's dead out there, like he's still going to be okay. I'm still going to be able to find him. And I went out there on what would have been Sunday morning and sat until sun up. And finally got down and I grid searched six miles back and forth through the timber, through the entire area that he went through. And there's nothing. He's not out there. 
and uh, just sick, disgusted. Um, don't know what I did. One of those things just kind of, you know, at that point, you don't know what to do. Um, I went out. I went out a couple of days later to a couple of and and hunted. I had a couple opportunities at uh, um, another couple of deer that that were again good deer and everything. But I had hoped I was just you know okay this is my this is what this is the deer that I want. Like I want this buck. Like there was only two deer on the property that I knew of that I was going to try to shoot, and uh, he just disappeared. And uh, so I hunted. I hunted through the middle of November, through the end of November. Um, January came or January, uh, December came and, uh, still nothing. There was another deer that kind of showed up. That was kind of an interesting deer down there that I, I was going to try to shoot maybe towards, uh, as the season started, you know, kind of creep on a little bit. And then, uh, January or December 20th, my wife and I were wrapping our kids Christmas presents and my phone just goes ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. I'm like, what the heck? I looked and that buck is back. So from Jan- from November 11th to December, till December 20th, like that deer, I-, I bet you that deer was on my trail cameras before then every two or three days, one, one way, shape or form for 40 days. I didn't have a picture of that deer. I figured for sure he was dead somewhere. And I was going to be grid searching after the season was over with to try to find this deer. And, uh, December, like I said, December 20th, all of a sudden there he is. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, where did you go? How, like what happened? And, uh, he's, he's back and he's pretty thin now, which a lot of the bucks are by then from rutting and everything, but he's noticed noticeably thinner than most bucks that I, that I had had on camera at that point. Right. And, uh, so that night or that next night I'm going out, I'm going after him and I go out there and I see a bunch of does, but I don't see him. And this is right before that super, super freezing cold snap comes through right before the beginning of Christmas. And it was the point here, it was negative five one day with like a 35 mile an hour wind, like negative 40 degree wind chill. And, uh, I like deer hunting a lot, but I like my fingers probably more. And, uh, and honestly, the spot, hmm. the spot we, that, uh, we kind of differ there a little bit. A little Chris. Shot. I know that was a little shot at you. Yeah. Sorry I was going to say, I, I felt, <laughs> I, I, I felt a little, I felt kind of fucking attacked there a little bit. I, I don't really know how my I feel bad. about my that. Bad. Like I, that's, my bad. No, I mean it's it's okay. I just I got bristled up there for a second. I was like, "Wait, this fucker's taking a he's taking a little shot at me there." I mean, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, you know, it might fingerless gloves might not have been the smartest thing to run with a brass hinge on January twenty sixth last year when it was minus twenty two. But you know what? I'm I'm still living, breathing, and I can hold You're a there. you made it. I can hold a beer in my right hand for about five seconds without a koozie before I, I drop it from the. Fucking the electric, yeah, the electric bolts that are running from the can to my finger pads. It's fine. No, I, I, I saw what you did there. I should say I heard what you did. I heard what you did. I liked it though. I liked a little shot, little jab to the rib cage. Never hurt anybody. Yeah, it's one of them things. Hey, and I tell you what, uh, if uh, if I hadn't already had a buck down, and it was, I mean, if we were if we were a one buck state like you guys, you bet your ass. And there's been more than a few times where I've been out in that same stuff, and uh, you know I've 
people tell me and have told me for years, it's like, you're crazy. Like, why are you still out? Cause I'll go out there and I'm grinding. I, I'm out there last day of the season. Most, most years, just depending on, on how things are going. I'm like I'm going to be chasing towards the till the very end. If I can get out there, you know, family and work and everything allows, there's, there's a damn good chance I'm going to be out there if it's right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and for, you know, this is a whole nother rabbit hole to get down, but there's, there's just something about, I mean, you know, I've, I've been lucky and I've killed, you know, five, six, seven really good bucks late in January. And there's, man, those fucking bucks are just different. Like it, like those hunts are just because I had to grind all season and then it's cold and it's snowy and it, I don't know, man. I just, I really, truly, honestly, like those are probably my favorites. Like it, it it's just like you, you've just got yourself mentally and physically worn down to a fucking, a whittled little stick. And you started off as this big, massive log, this, this oak log. And you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm going to kill in October. And then October comes and goes, Oh, I'll kill one in the rut in which I hate the rut, but I'm like, ah, maybe I'll get lucky in the rut. My, my stud will walk by and ah, that come and goes. And here's December. You're like, all right, old St. Nick's going to fucking give me a Christmas buck. That doesn't happen. Okay, here we go. It's a new year. Now's my time to shine. We're running out. It's the fourth quarter. It's like, man, I mean, you know, uh, those bucks, they just hit different. Like for me, like when I look at the wall and I look at those January, December bucks, you know, early February, because our season runs till the first Sunday of February when it goes out this year, it's the fifth. And I look at those bucks, man, and they just, for me, those bucks just mean a little more because, I mean, I really had to dig deep to to kill that buck. I mean, just bottom line. Oh, yeah. Like, I had to want it more than the neighbor. I had to want it more than the next guy. I had to want it more yep. just to get out there and get dressed in the fucking cold and undressed in the cold and, and just do that day in and day out. Like, it just – it's – that's a different type of hunt. That's a, That's just a different style of bow hunting when it's just – brutally cold and i mean i don't know everything just just it's just different with those but i like it man i like it oh yeah and it's i mean it's like anything else in in life in general if it's not something that you worked for yep. it doesn't mean as much absolutely well so, absolutely I'm, I'm i'm with you 100 percent. there's those deer those deer out there that you just worked your butt off for yep and then and then it all just fell together and those are the deer that i mean other than you know some random experience or something that you might have that might kind of help cement that in your memory like those deer that you had to work your butt out that you had multiple encounters with that just kicked your ass like those are the deer that that those are going to mean most to you for sure for sure yeah absolutely those are those are the ones and those are the ones that you learn the most from too i mean when i go back and think about the bucks i didn't kill i honestly have learned more from those bucks and then the bucks I've had to hunt 70, 80, 90 days, you know, to legitimately get an opportunity. I mean, what I learned about that buck and what he did and what he didn't do and and where I went wrong and what he like, I mean, I store all that in the back of my brain and it's like that shit's engraved on, okay, next time I have a buck that sort of acts like this one, it's like, okay, how did I kill that buck? What wasn't working? What did, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you learn so much from trial and tribulation of failure, um, way more than you do success. But some of those bucks that you do end up killing after you've got a couple seasons, or maybe you hunted 76 days in one year for that buck, like you've just learned and programmed so much data, um, 
from trying to figure out how to kill him that, I mean, you don't even really realize it until you sit back and you're like, wow, that buck, honestly, like he taught me so fucking much. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. And it's just, it's cool to sit back and look at the, and and think about that, you know, um, and, and just be like, wow, like I'm grateful that I just had a chance to, to hunt a buck like that for what he taught me, whether you kill him or you don't like what you actually gained is immeasurable beyond any way you could actually try to like measure it in how much it meant to you. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. But yeah, they, uh, so that it was crazy that, that deer, that deer, I mean, I was wound, I was wound for sound after that. And after that, we've, we've got Christmas coming in. We've got Christmas with my family, then Christmas with the kids and, and, and that, and uh, unfortunately, wife and uh, and and uh, she was under the weather right after Christmas. So the day the day after Christmas, I was going to plan on trying to go out and hunt that deer again. And uh, the wife was under under the weather, just couldn't just wouldn't work out to where I could get out there. So uh, the next day, I'm like, okay, hey, I I got to get out there. Like the wind, the wind is perfect for where I think this deer should be come out of, and. Uh, if he does it, I mean, he's going to put himself within bow range. If he puts himself in this pocket, like I'm going to have him in range. And, uh, I end up going out there that more or that evening. And, uh, this property that I'm hunting, it's got a, an old cattle pasture in it. And there's still some, some gates that are up there. And so I open up a gate to go in there and there's snow on the ground. And I'm trying to be as quiet as possible because where I've got this, uh, this, mobile setup at it's in this corner of this of this field and i'm overlooking a a little pocket of tall grass where there's been deer bedding in and i'm like i just want to try to get in there as quiet as possible i know it's gonna be hard with the snow but there was a decent wind that night um let's try to get in there as quiet as possible and get set up and just you know hope for the best and uh that night i had a i had another buck actually come and bed at 80 yards right in front of me and it was another buck that i had said earlier in the season or later in the season i'm like this buck i'm shooting this buck if he comes in to me i can't pass this deer up and uh the deer came came out beds in front of me at like 80 yards and then starts to work his way down in front of me and i was like i'm like this is gonna be it i'm I'm like he he comes out in this field and he's dead and he comes up right to where he's going to have to decide whether to come my direction to go the opposite way. And he turns and goes the other way. And I'm like, well, that's the night <clears throat> it's, you know, pushing five o'clock at that point. I'm like, there's, you know, that was my, that was my shot. I, at least I saw a buck. I saw some other does and stuff as well. I'm like pretty good evening for me. And, uh, I'm kind of sitting there just kind of just looking around for the last five minutes and, I hear something, I look up and I just see a big body walking right down the trail that I walked in on. And I walked, I walked into the stand with the wind in my face and my wind is blowing directly at this deer. And I'm looking and as soon as I, as soon as I see it's a big body deer, I grab my bow, I look up and there was no, no doubt I knew exactly what deer it was. I'm like, Oh my God, that's him. And so I grab my bow real quick and he's, he's coming down this trail and, and he's going to be at 12 yards. I'm like, there is no way you, 
I cannot, what are you even doing here? What, how are you, have you not smelled me yet? Like you, you should have already picked me off. And he comes down, stops for a second. I'm like, okay, well, this is it. He's going to bust me right here. And he turns and goes and quarters slightly away from me and goes to work his way out into the field. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. This doesn't work. This isn't how this stuff works. And again, like we talked about earlier, like stereotyping how I would have thought this was going to happen. And, uh, the deer quarters away from me goes walking right towards this opening that I've got. And I draw back, stop him right in that pocket. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, go through your process. Okay. Anchor bows level like start to squeeze okay there's the click all right squeeze this off make this count and just pinwheel him and he runs off and crashes it 80 yards right behind me and i i proceeded to absolutely lose my shit and uh um just couldn't believe that that had happened um you know, make the phone calls called. My dad was actually supposed to be out there with me that night, but he was actually feeling under the weather as well. I called him. He's like, and I had texted him right before that, that that other buck was within, was bedded down. And he's like, did you get that buck? And I said, no, I got the big one. <clears throat> he's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, I did. I'm like, you won't believe it, but I did. And, uh, you know, call the wife, talk to the kids, FaceTime's a, you know, amazing thing. They were able to, you know, I, I was able to go right over towards the deer after I got everything packed up and stuff and, you know, share that with them and, and stuff. So they were able to see it. But, uh, yeah, to, to walk up on that deer, I just, you know, I've been thinking about walking up on that deer for the entire season and thought that I had gotten the job done already and be able to walk up to him and him be, you know, honestly probably bigger than what I thought he was going to be when I walked up to him like just unbelievable unbelievable there's nothing better than number one having your your target buck walk in knowing okay I'm going to get redemption here I'm going to get this opportunity but then to watch your arrow hit its mark and just know that you just absolutely fucking crushed this buck's soul and made a perfect shot. Like there is just no better feeling than executing that just absolute pinwheel buster freaking arrow and letting it loose. And it just is, I mean, it, 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 yeah, those shots where you're just like, Oh hell yes. Like I can, I can, every arrow that leaves my bow, I feel like I know, Oh yeah, that animal's fucked or oof. That I don't know yeah. how that's gonna go. You know what I mean? Like that didn't, it, it's, feel, that didn't feel good. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. And if you shoot long enough, I feel like everyone develops that like sense of, Oh yeah, you're fucked there or ooh, yeah. I don't know about that you know, but when you feel it and you're like, Oh, that buck smoked, like there is nothing and then, and then to watch him get smoked, there's just absolutely nothing better than that. Oh, I agree. Hundred percent. That's what that's what we go out there for. I mean, you're yeah. you're going out there. You're going out there for those you know one or two moments of the season that you get everything comes together. Your adrenaline is absolutely just off the charts, and and you have to hold it together and make that shot. 
I mean, that's what we're out there for. I mean, if if you're not, I mean, yeah, everybody say we're going out there for meat and stuff as well. But I mean, we're all we're all out there because we get that rush. You get that, you know, adrenaline yeah. up and stuff. I mean, it's absolutely. just there's nothing nothing like it. Yep, absolutely. Now, what? Uh, I mean. What's the rundown on that buck? I mean, what's he go? I mean, because I mean, you know that that's a that's a buck that you're like, you know, you probably never thought you were going to have another opportunity at. I mean, and and then to lay hands on him, like, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah dude, that's yeah, awesome. I, I, I mean, he he, uh, I had a picture of him in October, a really good picture of him. Um, whenever I realized that. Mm. that the deer that I had, there was two different deer that were pretty sim- that were somewhat similar, um, but he was just a huge bodied deer. And and honestly, whenever I was looking at him, I thought he was he was going to be um, quite a bit smaller than probably. I thought he was probably a one fifty type deer, um, but his body was just enormous. And and I didn't and I knew he had pretty good mass, but I didn't know it was quite as good as what he had. Um, and then, beings that. Uh, he was shot um, before it being late season. He actually has, whenever I was cleaning him and everything, he has a big, um, a big, um, like growth or a big, like infection on the inside of his shoulder from where I had hit him on the first time. Um, and uh, I honestly, I, I don't think he probably would have made it through the winter um, with his backbone. He, I mean, his backbone was showing. He was looking really thin and everything. And, uh, I just figured that, uh, um, he probably would, wouldn't have made it, but yeah, he's got, uh, he's got, he's got five and a half inch mass measurements on like three or four different spots on his antlers. Um, he's got a bunch of trash on his bases and everything, a bunch of little points. Um, yeah, just a, just a crazy, crazy deer. Um, I think his G, I think his, his G4 on his left side is like kind of is bladed out. Um, and a bunch of the pictures and stuff that I saw of him, it was just kind of one of the things that kind of stuck out to me, um, along with that, you know, that hook cheater point that he's got, um, off of, uh, his, uh, brow tine on that one side. He's just, he's one of those deer. It's kind of hard to, kind of hard even with the pictures and stuff to kind of put him in perspective until you, until you get your hands and stuff on him to see, you know, how, how massive he actually is, um, and then I wanted to see, I wanted to see even whenever I, I got him out of the woods and, um, he died in a little, in a, this ditch that was, um, luckily frozen solid. Um, but I knew he was, he was fairly heavy even trying to get out of there. And I'm a pretty good sized guy. And I'm like, man, he is a horse trying to get him out of here. And he's still, even as run down as he was, he still field dressed at like 185 pounds. Um, I would be, really confident in saying that when he was running around in November, whenever I shot him, he was probably on the hoof pushing 300. I would assume, um, he was just a a horse of a deer. Yeah. That's a big deer, but he ended up going, um, I threw a tape on him and, uh, I need to hopefully get a little bit better score on him, but I threw a tape on him. Um, the night that I shot him, after more than a couple of bush lights and uh i came up with 153 and change um just counting it up on my phone and stuff and i was pumped just thinking i'm like man i'm like kill two deer that are almost exactly the same like that's unbelievable that's why i mean just two and then uh 
and then uh, then I actually added him up the next morning after the bush lights had worn off, and he's actually one fifty nine and some change. And uh, <laughs> hey, that's a good probably, thing. It's, it's always yeah. good when they grow and they don't get smaller. Yeah. So that's good. I like that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little bit better score off of him and uh, and see what he actually is with uh, a clear head. Um, and see what he actually goes. Um, I think he's probably right around that 160 mark gross. Um, so yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely a hell of a deer. Oh yeah, uh, that's that's awesome, man. You 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 wake up in the morning and you're like, ah, yes, he is bigger than I thought. That's that's <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. it's it's like back in your teens and twenties. You wake up in the morning and you're like, ah, oh yeah, she looks. Come yeah, on. I did pretty good. Hell, yeah. she looks better now than she did last night. This is good. All right. All right. Yeah. Attaboy, yep. Clint. That's good job. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's good. Woo. Well, that was a close one. Wasn't sure how that was going to work out, Cotton, but it ended yep. up working out okay. Yep. F and A. F Cotton. I'll tell you what. We were going to see how this one panned out, and at 7 a.m. it didn't look too bad. That's good. Yep, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's badass, yeah. man. No, dude, I, I I couldn't be more stoked for you, man. When I seen that come across my feed, I'm like, wait a minute. And I like scrolled back. I'm like, what the fuck did I just like? And I'm like, that's a snowbuck. I'm like, that's a different. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's on fire. I'm like, my yeah, god, yeah, yeah, man. I was freaking pumped for you, dude. So pumped for you. Yeah, it was a, it was a wild one for sure. And that day, that day that uh, I think opening day that that afternoon, I think it got up to like seventy seventy five degrees or something like that. It was yeah, I know it was real warm. And uh, that night, uh, that night, whenever I was leaving, I think it was it was like twenty seven. I was like, I'm like, oh yeah, there's like fifty degrees difference from in the in these two months two months time or three months time now. Like I wish I would have got it done when it was a little bit warmer, but I'm like. That's okay. That's okay. I'll definitely take it. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, I couldn't be any more stoked for you. That's a banner year. That's going to be a tough year to top. But I know, uh, I know you'll be out there chasing the top at every single year, and I'm sure eventually you will get it done. But it might take you some time, or you may not just have many years that you can say you top this one because uh, you got uh, 153 and a 159. That's 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 going to be it's going to be rough to uh, to top that. Um, Probably consistently. I'm not saying you can't, but at the fuck, that's a pretty solid year, my man. Oh yeah. If I don't, if I don't ever, if I don't ever have another year like that, that I, I cannot be upset because no. Uh, yeah, there's like you said, there's guys, there's guys that uh, hunt their entire lives and yep. don't kill 150 inch deer. So yep. I'm definitely not going to take it for granted. That's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. There, we've got a. Um, there's a guy that's been gun hunting out here on opening day of shotgun season with my dad since my dad was little. He's actually um, a history teacher. He's taught um, my dad. He taught my mom. He taught me. He taught my brother. I mean, he it's it's been, I think, 47 years running strong that he's hunted every gun season with us on opening day every single year. Um, and he has had opportunity – at a couple really good bucks, but he has killed one buck that would crack the 150 and has only seen a handful in all those years of, of shotgun hunting. And we do deer drives. So, I mean, there's a lot of deer running around. A lot of deer have run past him. But, I mean, it just goes to show. I mean, you know, that's a guy that has one mid-150 buck on the wall. And, I mean, that is a lifetime buck 
for him. I mean, that, that's a that's a once in a lifetime. I mean, he may never have another opportunity, a good opportunity at another one like that. Um, just to put into perspective, you know, I mean, that's a guy that's been hunting for right. damn near 50 years and, and he's got oh, one. Yeah. Um, and he's here in Ohio, you know, hunting my farms. So, I mean, there's a lot of big deer running around. I mean, it just, just goes to show like how, you know, how hard that actually, I mean, it's, it's not like they're, they're just growing on trees, walking around everywhere. Um, 150 bucks, man, are fucking hard to come by and for you to score on two mature studs like that, get redemption on the second buck. I mean, yeah, dude, just hats off to you. I was so freaking pumped for you, man, and be able to share it with the wife and the kiddos and see all those pictures. And man, I, yeah, it, it was. It doesn't get any better than that, man. I couldn't have been happier for you. Yeah, I sure appreciate it. Yeah, it's one of those things. I the uh, I went and dropped both the deer off at uh, at the tax service and everything, and the wife's like, she's she said uh, she was having a conversation with with my mother in law after I shot it, and says, um, yeah, Chris shot a shot a really big buck tonight and everything she's like i'm so happy for him and everything and she said at that moment i i realized that uh we we're gonna have to mount two deer this year and she's like there was a moment there where i was pretty unhappy with you but then i knocked myself out of it and everything and realized you know you know how important it was to her and everything and i try to let her know i'm like this isn't normal like i'm on i and you can a lot of people will attest to this i am a very lucky person I, and I, I don't know why. Just so, just so happens that I, I tend to have pretty good luck on some things. And, uh, but I'm, I'm also one of those that I don't take it for granted. I'm unbelievably grateful for the year that I've had, and I'll, I'll be the first one to uh, congratulate anybody that kills a deer as big or smaller or, or bigger than mine, because uh, it doesn't happen. It's hard every single year just to try to get a deer on the ground, no matter what it is. No, absolutely. And like I said, that's exactly why I had you on this podcast because I know you're lucky. And I'm like, you know what? I'm like, if, if I can get this crazy bastard to come on and do a podcast and I can get the airways to open up and allow some of that luck to flow from you to me here in Ohio. I mean, I, I feel like I'm set now. I feel like it's, it's not the luck of the podcast. It's the luck of Jay. It's luck of Chris Jay. That's, that's, that's what well, I've got now. Well, and my opportunity is coming. I'm going to have a new buck show or I'm going to have one of these older mature bucks that have been gone for months. That, that haven't been around that's going to show and I'm going to stick him and I'm going to owe pretty much everything to, to this podcast and you and you know what I'm, I'm and I'm going to wear gloves and I'm going to have hand warmers <laughs> and I, I'm going to actually learn from last year's mistakes where I almost lost my hand and I'm, I'm going to be a little smarter um, but if it comes right down to it and you told me you got to go gloveless to kill a big one, I'm not going to lie. At this point, I'd probably I'll fucking – I'll fucking do it. You know what? I'll worry yeah, about those yeah. hands later. I can warm those fuckers yeah. up later. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'll tell you what. It's, it's, it is that time of year. I was listening to your podcast uh, just, I think, yesterday with uh, – and they're, they're talking about deer, you know, coming back this late season and everything. And last or uh, two nights ago, uh, the buck that we had been watching all all early season, all velvet, all velvet season long, um, and as soon as velvet stripped, he was gone, and he showed up two nights ago, and is now and and he's and he and he, now he's hanging around. And I told my dad, I said, I said that buck's back. I'm like we got you, got to get out there and see if you can get him. So I'm like, it, it's that time of year. Those homebody deer. They're going to they're gonna come back around. They're going to show up any day. 
Well, I'm I'm pulling for your dad, and and I'm gonna pull for some luck from you. And and man, I can't uh, can't thank you enough for coming on, man. You had a hell of a year. Still stoked for you, dude. Um, hey, give give everybody your um, your social handles and stuff, man. You, you you post a lot about the kids and your hunting and, and your life and things. Where can everybody kind of follow along, um, you know, with you throughout the year and, and check some of these deer out and just kind of keep up with you? Yeah, I'm just you know Instagram uh, Chris J J Y. Uh, 1986, I think, is my handle, um, and then on Facebook, it's Chris, Chris, Christopher J. Um, yeah, basically just post stuff on there. Most, you know, mostly family and stuff, but trying to get you know pictures of the kids out doing things, shed hunting and stuff like that with friends yeah. and family. So, yep, yep, definitely. I appreciate you having me on. Hey, absolutely, man. I will. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to have to have you back on here in a few weeks, and we're going to have to talk about how the luck of the podcast from uh, from you to me uh, is what you know enabled me to get a big buck killed. So that's that's what I'm going with, man. I'm I'm, I'm not putting yep. pressure on you, but I kind of am putting a little pressure on you to to kind of you know, hey, help a brother out, man. You know what I mean? I got faith in you. If anybody can get it done, it's going to be you. Hey, I appreciate that, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you did all year, chase an old Captain Hook, and and uh, you guys know uh, what the slogan is: don't fucking settle. And we'll uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Appreciate it. Can you say the letter C? Files.